Just finishing up with our midterm elections in the United States of America, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Costa Rica political situation. I know everybody's probably sick of politics by now, but a lot of you are moving to Costa Rica in 2023, and perhaps you don't know anything about what goes on in the political side of this country. It's not all toucans and sloths and volcanoes and beaches. It's not all Pura Vida. So I'm just going to maybe spend four or five minutes here and just give you an overview, and then we will continue the discussion at a later date. Costa Rica historically has been a bastion of political and economic stability in an often turbulent region. The United States, of course, has worked closely with Costa Rica to address challenges in Central America and to advance shared values such as democracy and human rights worldwide. Costa Rica has sustained civilian democratic governance since 1949 when the country adopted a new constitution in the aftermath of a short civil war. Over 2,000 people died in that civil war. The center-left, now centrist, National Liber- uh, Liberation Party, excuse me, and a center-right opposition that ultimately became the Social Christian Unity Party dominated post-war politics. The two-party system, although, has collapsed over the past 20 years as many discontented Costa Ricans have abandoned the traditional parties. The shift has allowed newer political forces to contest power, such as the center-left Citizens Action Party, which won the 2014 and 2018 presidential elections, and President Rodrigo Chavez's center-right Social Democratic Progress Party. It also has contributed to legislative fragmentation, making the governments the governance, excuse me, more challenging. Chavez, a former Costa Rican finance minister and World Bank official, began his four-year presidential term in May of 2022. He surprised many observers by finishing second in Costa Rica's February 2022 first-round election with about 17% of the vote and defeating former President Jose Maria Figueres, F-I-G-U-E-R-E-S, I could never pronounce that, of the PLN in an April 2022 runoff. President Carlos Alvarado of the PAC was constitutionally ineligible to seek re-election. 43% of the population abstained from the runoff vote after an acrimonious campaign in which Chavez harshly criticized the traditional political class as corrupt and ineffectual while personally facing allegations of sexual harassment and campaign finance irregularities. What is this about politicians, no matter what country you're in, huh? In his inauguration speech, Chavez promised to rebuild the nation and laid out his major priorities, which include reducing the cost of living, generating increased employment, and combating corruption and crime. To those ends, he has issued decrees to reduce import tariffs on rice, authorize the importation of medications approved for use in certain other countries, and also relax the country's fiscal rule to allow increased expenditures on administration priorities. He also has proposed a fuel price cap and the sale of two public banks and a minority stake in the public insurance company to reduce public debt. 
Some of those measures may face opposition in the unencameral legislative assembly, which Chavez PPSD holds 10 of 57 seats. Chavez's initial months in office included several confrontations with legislators and the press. Nevertheless, almost 80% of Costa Ricans rated his performance as good or very good in an August 2022 University of Costa Rica poll. I know a lot of people come to Costa Rica. They move to Costa Rica to get away from all the political bullcrap. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention that Costa Rica does have many choices and many political parties. And if you have an interest in it further, then simply Google politics in Costa Rica. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you tomorrow, same time.